Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I strive to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, help one another discover the life God created us for, a life of purpose, peace, and abundance. Welcome to episode 43 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. This is Christina Simmons, and I'm so glad that you've decided to join me today, particularly in the midst of this Advent season. And this time, I'm going to do a little bit differently. I'm still going to be sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, but I'm going to be focusing upon hope in a particular way, looking to sacred scripture in order to provide us those weapons that we need in order to fight against discouragement and particularly despair in the midst of our challenging times. So I hope that you find this to be of great help to you so that you can deepen your Advent journey as you continue to prepare to receive the great gift that is our God Emmanuel, who is with us, that we're preparing to receive at Christmas. Our food for the head comes from St. John of the Cross, in which he writes, Faith and love are like the blind man's guides. They will lead you along a path unknown to you, to the place where God is hidden. And Following that path to the place where God is hidden is what Advent is all about. For how much more hidden can you get than to be in a manger in a tiny little town in a backwater of the world? And, you know, and that's exactly what Bethlehem was. Jerusalem was not a a huge, you know, dominant city. Uh, Everything was Rome. And although... Uh, Israel at the time was a part of the Roman Empire. Uh, Jerusalem was, even though uh, the Israelites, the Jews, felt that it was the great city, um, it was looked upon, as I said before, as a backwater. But God is always guiding us if we have faith in him and trust in his love. And, um, you know, just uh, recently the uh, gospel was about two blind men reaching out to Jesus and asking him to heal them. And his question to them was, do you have the faith that I can do this? And they responded, yes. And he said, let you be, let yourselves be healed according to your faith. And so often we need to be willing to step out and to not be worried about being embarrassed. These, these two blind men, you know, literally, I, I can only imagine, you're blind and you kind of know Jesus is, you know, in your vicinity, but you're not quite sure where. And you're going up to him and saying, please heal us, son of David. And, you know, it takes a lot to not be afraid, uh, to be willing uh, to know that, um, nothing is impossible for God. Um, and uh, in fact, uh, during this Advent season, uh, we hear very much about all of these themes of 
do not be afraid from Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 through 30. Uh, Time and again Jesus tells us don't be afraid trust put our trust in him Um, and uh, in fact you know on the divine mercy image Jesus I trust in you this is what Jesus told Saint Faustina to have on the image that we you know come to to reflect upon about the great mercy of God and this is what faith is about we need to be rooted in faith and I found a interesting little piece uh, which is about the fact of hope is rooted in a strong faith because a strong faith leads to optimism the fact that we believe that things will go well that God's power is with us and we don't have to be afraid uh, you know just as Jesus has told us uh, in the gospel Um, but it's something where we have to remember that it is a strong faith that will lead us to have deep hope it's that we need to focus upon is our faith and it's not all about head knowledge it's not even though this is food for the head but you know John the cross nails it of where he's just like you know although faith is a function of the act intellect hope is an act of the will so to hope we have to actively will it and this is something that we have to choose each day we have to choose to have faith in God's promises that all things will work out for the good of those who love him we have to have that hope that optimism that's what faith is it's rooted in our belief that God is who he says he is and that he loves us as he says he loves us and when we have that faith then we will find that place where God is hidden our food for the heart comes from Peter Kreft in his book wisdom of the Psalms he writes in every age we need to learn anew how to pray how to touch God as a plug touches a socket as a candle touches a match as a wire touches a dynamo and the church in its wisdom in her beautiful wisdom and care for us her children she gives us the season of Advent to be able to learn anew how to watch and wait and as we're watching and waiting hopefully we're doing it in silent stillness and this is how we learn again how to pray Um, Advent is a beautiful time because the days you know are now shorter the nights are longer so that quiet that darkness can lead to that stillness and um, I, I love this this phrase from the responsorial Psalm which is actually Psalm 24 and it's this refrain of Lord make me know your ways Lord teach me your paths make me walk in your truth and teach me for you are God my Savior and that responsorial you know refrain really encapsulates how we need to be imploring God to teach us how to pray again 
to teach us how to pray so that we can do it easily and promptly and joyfully um, and be able to do it, you know, with heartfelt, authentic uh, conversation from our, from our heart and to be able to spend time with the one who loves and cares for us beyond even our wildest dreams. And this is what we're supposed to be about. Um, and so often we forget that in the midst of our trials and tribulations, in the midst of our challenges that we're facing. And I mean, talk about challenges that we're facing right now. Um, right now, the pandemic, you know, is a, another wave is sweeping across our country. It's not just in the major cities, it's now sweeping across the heartland as well. And there's no one who has not been touched in some way. There's no one anymore who doesn't know someone who's had COVID, be it seriously or not, um, but everyone knows someone who has been either sick, I myself and my husband, we had COVID earlier this summer. Um, so just by listening to this podcast, you know uh, someone who has suffered uh, through COVID. But Jesus in a particular way wants us to come to him with the burden of all of our sorrows, with the burden of the weight of our cross in the midst of the darkness of your sadness and your desolation. You know, he wants us to come to him then. Why? Because his light will then dissipate the cloud of darkness that is perhaps surrounding us. It's his light and his love that will be able to pierce through all of that sin and darkness that we're seeing and experiencing. And in fact, he tells us, come to me, all of you who are weary and find life burdensome, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Does that mean we're not going to have difficulties and challenges and disappointments and heartache in our life? No, but when we are doing all things in union with God, then our yoke is easy and our burden is light. Why? Because Jesus is carrying it for us. This is the beauty of being in intimate conversation with our Lord. This is why we need to learn anew how to pray, to be able to step into God's presence and to be able to draw near to him and to be able to spend as much as possible each and every moment of each and every day. Our Food for the Hands comes from Peter Kreft, but a different book from his Back to Virtue, where he writes, The point is simply that without God's grace, we cannot be good. Without love, justice turns to cruelty. Without hope, courage turns to blind despair. Without faith, this worldly wisdom is foolishness to God. The two levels, natural and and supernatural hang 
together. This, I think, really is important for us to reflect upon during this season of Advent because in our world today, many people are claiming to be about justice and about righting all of the injustices, all of the inequalities that are there in our, in our society. And are they there? Absolutely. We have a flawed world that's around us. Why? Because we are human beings who are sinful and we're disordered and we don't have our eyes on God. So is there darkness? Is there inequality? Is there injustice? Absolutely. But the fact is, is that without love, any attempts to bring about justice becomes cruelty because we're not seeing the people before us as human beings, as beloved sons and daughters. And without faith, worldly wisdom is just really foolishness, especially in God's eyes. And that lack of hope is what will make even the most courageous person desperate and despairing. And this is something that we need to remember that you know, St. Thomas Aquinas tells us the supernatural builds upon the natural. And this is very much how it you know, applies with our life of virtue. We have to be willing to grow in virtue, to strive to grow in virtue each day. That's the third step you know, to holiness that I talk about all the time, the desire to grow in holiness each and every day. And what we're trying to do is not a self-improvement plan. Again, it's about God's grace. Without God's grace, we can't be good. And God's grace is his overflowing of love for us. And when his love is poured into our hearts, in our souls, and our minds, it transforms us into his images of love and mercy. So we go out and we encounter others as he does. But we have to be willing to grow in virtue. We have to be willing to do our part, to pursue the true, to be able to do good. And for us to make sure that we're experiencing the beautiful as much as we can so that that way we can be in union with God's will as we're actively pursuing the true and the good and the beautiful. Sometimes we get all caught up on, you know, what am I doing to become a better person? And this is important. Our will, our desire to become better, to become more authentically, more fully who God created us to be is very, very important. It's fundamental. It's the natural, the supernatural built upon that. But we can't be self-reliant in our, especially in our desire to seek justice, you know, but it's something where we can only become wise when we're infused with God's grace. And particularly God's grace comes from the theological virtues of faith, hope, and love. But the other part is, is that we have to be fighting against despair. We have to remember that God has come to set the captives free. As he says in Isaiah chapter 61 verses 1 and then again it's told to us in Luke chapter 4 verse 18, I have come to set the captives free. It was proclaimed, it was um, 
you know, prophesized, and Jesus proclaims it. I am here to set the captives free. It's Jesus who is the Savior. It's Jesus who is the Redeemer. It's Jesus who is the Liberator. He is the one who comes to smash and destroy our slavery interiorly first. And the biggest thing is, is that usually it's attached to discouragement. We become discouraged when we look around at the world and we see it doesn't seem like anything's changed. But the fact is, is that any time that we are willing to be transformed by God's grace, the world is different. The world is better. Why? Because we have become better through God's grace, through his love for us. And we, when we allow that love to transform us again, it then overflows into the lives of those around us and their lives are transformed as well. Our food for the feet comes from Ralph Martin in his book, The Fulfillment of All Desire. And he writes, Much that is true of human relationships is also true of our relationship with God. Human relationships of friendship or marriage need time, attention, and care for them to continue and to grow. The same is true of our relationship with God. We have been called to union, but we need to respond. As we turn to God in conversion or in a deeper awakening, besides turning away from deliberate sin, which deforms the soul, blocks the relationship, and offends the person who has sacrificed his life for us, we need to positively build the relationship by paying attention to the one who loves us. Prayer is at root simply paying attention to God. Again, every year the church gives us this opportunity to choose to say yes to the invitation that God places before us literally every day. And it's that invitation. Do we turn away from that deliberate sin? Do we turn away from those things that are taking us away from God? And, and, or do we turn to him and intentionally strive to build a relationship with the very one who loves us? God has promised us the graces we need to persevere. He's promised us that Nothing is impossible for God. In Luke chapter 137, when the archangel Gabriel came to the Blessed Virgin Mary, he tells her, for nothing will be impossible for God. And we have to remember that the word of God reminds us nothing is impossible for God. He can move the highest mountains, especially of any discouragement or desolation that we might be experiencing if we but trust in him if we but trust in him this is what we must be about and then in Romans St. Paul tells us if God is with us who can be against us so why are we worried why are we worried why are we concerned God cares for all the sparrows you know, in Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 to 33, you know, we're told, don't worry and say, what are we to eat? Or what are we to drink? Or what are we to wear? Those are the things that pagans seek. Your heavenly father knows that you need them all. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be given to you besides. This is why we put first things first. This is why 
we focus upon living a right ordered life. This is why we strive to do the four steps, to spend time in daily prayer and meditation, to try and live that life of grace by frequenting the sacraments as much as we can, by living and striving to grow in virtue each and every day, and finally to abandon ourselves to his will to all of what it is that he desires to give to us because he will give it to us. Why? Because that is his promise. He tells us in Matthew chapter 28 verse 20, Behold, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. This is what we are preparing to celebrate at Advent. As we prepare in Advent, we're not just preparing for Christmas. Rather, I heard a beautiful reflection, uh, shout out to Deacon Mike Martini uh, in, uh, in North Carolina, of where he said, we're preparing not for Christmas, but we're preparing for Christ. We're preparing to have Christ enter more deeply into our lives. And God has promised us the graces we need to be able to persevere in this journey, for us to be able to grow in awareness, to deepen our understanding, and take all the actions necessary so we can draw closer to him and become more like Jesus. This is the great hope of Advent and Christmas. This is the good news. This is the great hope of life. Never forget it. Reside in that hope that all things are possible for God. God is with us and he will be with us until the end of time. So what are some resolutions that you could take from our conversation today? Well, you could focus upon doing some reflection upon the different scripture verses that I shared with you in the midst of the podcast. Um, truly looking at uh, Matthew uh, chapter 6 um, and chapter 11. Uh, looking at the uh, great story of uh, Luke uh, when he comes to uh, our mother Mary uh, in particularly. Uh, and we're going to uh, celebrate the great feast of the Immaculate Conception where that usually is the gospel of the Annunciation of when uh, Mary said her yes. And speaking of yes, spend time. Pray the rosary at least several times this week, if not every day, and ask Mary to intercede for you with her son so that he will give you the graces you need to say yes to his invitation or to help you deepen your commitment to your relationship with him. And that goes back to um, examining your spiritual life. Uh, take a look. Are you being too self-reliant? Um, or are you turning to God um, as you should? Or are you being too focused upon the negative and you're not truly being a person of hope? So those are different things that we can be about so that we can truly be preparing our hearts for Christ. Thank you. 
So thanks for joining me this week and during the podcast. And I hope you found that this conversation is one that truly can help you continue to grow closer to God and become more like Jesus. And what I invite you to do is to take a step this week to be able to take an action that's going to help you or you help someone else in the season of giving be able to come to know yourself more deeply. One of the best ways that I have seen that you can do this is by taking your M code assessment, the motivation code assessment. You can learn more about yourself and by unpacking your core motivations, it gives you insight into why you go about doing the things that you do, what you do, and how you do them. So to go and check that out, go to sayyestoholiness.com forward slash the movement, and it's T-H-E dash movement. Um, or you can just go to sayyestoholiness.com and click on the movement. Um, and on there, you can scroll down and you'll see that you can take the M code assessment and you would be able to, you can gift that to someone uh, if you desire. Um, or I encourage you, do a little something for yourself this Advent to help you be able to continue to grow in your knowledge and understanding of yourself so that the supernatural can build on the natural. So again, go to sayyestoholiness.com forward slash the dash movement. Thanks for your time. God bless. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions or questions for upcoming podcasts, please send them to me at my Facebook page at Say Yes to Holiness on Instagram at Christina Simmons or at my website www.sayyestoholiness.com I look forward to hearing from you. In the interim, please know of my continued prayers for you and your loved ones that we may each continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness so we may be able to tell the master of death not today. Take care, and I look forward to talking with you again soon.